and protecting and improving these app-based jobs that hundreds of thousands of Californians are relying on is essential. And this is why Prop 22 is a policy we're supporting. I urge everyone, everyone to vote no on Measure 22 because once it's passed, it's too late. There is no way to change it. Welcome back to Upvote California, a podcast for California voters. This episode is part of our 2020 ballot proposition series where we cover each proposition on the ballot and bring on experts to talk about both sides. I'm your host, Brian Atwood. On this podcast, we're going to cover Proposition 22, the App-Based Drivers as Contractors and Labor Policies Initiative, which would define app-based rideshare and delivery drivers as independent contractors instead of employees, and add new labor and wage policies specific to these workers. Supporters say vote yes on Prop 22 to prevent the gig economy from cutting jobs and becoming unaffordable to many that need these services. Opponents will say that Prop 22 is just a way around existing labor law protections and it will hurt workers in the long run. We're fortunate to have Dr. Takoy Porter, president of Sacramento's chapter of the civil rights group National Action Network, to talk about supporting arguments for Prop 22. And we also have Eden Alva from the Gig Workers Rising campaign to present arguments against it. Before we get to the interviews, we present a quick summary and some key facts. In September of last year, California passed Assembly Bill 5, or AB 5, that classifies many workers as employees instead of contractors. This was mainly designed to force gig economy companies like Uber and Lyft to provide employee benefits like minimum wage and health insurance subsidies under existing labor laws, instead of treating them as independent contractors that don't have these protections. Soon after the law passed, a coalition of the gig economy companies placed $110 million into campaign accounts to fund Proposition 22, which would reverse AB5 and classify rideshare and delivery drivers as independent contractors. In addition, Prop 22 would add specific labor and wage policies for drivers, such as minimum earning provisions, health care subsidies, accident insurance, among other things. Recently, Uber and Lyft have threatened to suspend operations in California if Proposition 22 fails and AB5 stands. The experts we have on the podcast do a much better job of explaining the impacts of Prop 22, so let's turn the program over to them. I would like to welcome Dr. Takoy Porter to the podcast who talked about supporting arguments for Proposition 22. Dr. Porter is the senior pastor of the Genesis Church in South Sacramento and is the president of Sacramento's chapter of the Civil Rights Group National Action Network. Founded by Reverend Al Sharpton, the National Action Network is one of the leading civil rights organizations in the nation. And Dr. Porter has deeply advocated for legislation on criminal justice reform, equal voting rights, and economic empowerment of minorities. Thank you for joining Upvote California, Dr. Porter. Thanks, Brian, for having me on today. Would you mind explaining uh, Proposition 22 briefly and why you think it's important for Californians to vote yes? Sure. Well, Proposition 22 is a statewide ballot measure appearing on the November 2020 California ballot that will save app-based jobs and services and protect drivers' abilities to choose independent, flexible work. It's essential that we pass Prop 22 because it's the only way we can protect the jobs and services that frankly millions of Californians rely on. And I think most importantly, it's what drivers say they want. 
independent surveys show that more than 70% of drivers want to stay independent contractors instead of becoming employees. We set shifts and schedules, and this is especially for California's black and brown communities because app-based rideshare and delivery jobs have been a lifeline, especially during this pandemic and offers the, the flexibility to be your own boss. Okay, thank you for that overview. Uh, I think the main uh, argument that opponents are going to make is that these ride-sharing and delivery companies, they've been uh, skirting the employment laws and they've been underpaying drivers and not providing common benefits like minimum wages. And they say that Prop 22 allows them to go back to underpaying drivers. So what are your thoughts on that argument? Yeah, um, well, that argument couldn't be more off base. For starters, we know that again, though, from independent surveys, that drivers want to be independent contractors. They don't want to be employees. And Prop 22 will allow them to keep their independence and give them new earning guarantees and health benefits. Also, Brian, more than 80% of drivers work less than 20 hours a week and have other jobs or responsibilities and can't work such shifts as employees. So being an employee will not work for them. And these are people we're talking about who are parents who work while kids are in school, family members who work odd hours so they can care for their aging parents or other loved ones. And then just got working families, retirees and students who need supplemental income. You know, forcing drivers to become employees will result in the loss of hundreds of thousands of jobs. So this reclassification means massive job losses potentially. And these job losses will disproportionately impact, again, Black and brown communities that have benefited greatly from app-based rideshare and delivery work. Okay. Um, do you have any other thoughts about what are the things we can expect uh, from AB5? I've, I've seen in the news that Uber and Lyft have threatened to shut down completely in California. Um, also, things like how it affects drivers in, in terms of their ability to drive for multiple companies at the same time. Can you kind of talk about what other effects AB5 uh, might have on, on the economy? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty around, you know, what could happen if um, the proposition doesn't pass. Um, Uber, like you said, Uber and Lyft have already said that they might be forced to suspend their services here in California. That We could see that actually this week due to a court order. And that's going to hurt, again, Black and Latino, Brown communities and low-income families um, the hardest, the most. The additional income rideshare services provide could be the difference between paying bills or making tough sacrifices. And right now we have record statewide unemployment. And it's unfortunate that politicians are focused on taking away some of the only jobs available right now. You know, we need a path forward. We need to save jobs and app-based services, and we need immediate protections for workers. And thus we need Prop 22. Okay. Um, I try not to take sides on, on issues. I try to stay right in the middle, but um, you know, the ballot title to me personally doesn't seem very accurate. It, it yeah. reads as, um, Prop 22 exempts app-based transportation and delivery companies from providing employee benefits to certain drivers. Uh, when I read the measure, it, it appears that Prop 22 explicitly adds protections like health insurance subsidies 
Um, do you want to talk about any confusion around the ballot title and any messages you want to get out about that? Yeah, exactly. Well, here's our belief. The attorney general abused the power of his office and is doing the bidding of special interest groups um, that drafted the ballot description that is clearly designed to form a bias against um, Prop 22. So in doing so, we believe that the attorney general turned his back on tens of thousands of drivers who need Prop 22 to protect their ability to earn money and pay their bills on a schedule that works best for their lives. Now, it's, while it's disappointing, we're not deterred. This just means that we need to, do, need to work harder to pass Prop 22. But what Prop 22 actually establishes, like you said, is some new tests under which app-based drivers can qualify as independent contractors or employees. And it requires, it requires companies to provide historic new benefits like healthcare, workers' comp-type benefits, and compensation for mileage, along with first-of-its-kind earning standards um, for drivers. It's a, it's a new standard for a new type of work. Right. I, th- I I personally think they should have said, okay, they're not providing some benefits, but providing others. I, I wish they had been more clear. So thanks for yeah. commenting on that. Um, well, I'm, I'm trying to kind of keep these episodes shorter this year to make them more digestible. So I just like to ask one more question. Um, when voters go into the booth, they've got tons of propositions to decide about and candidates, you know, a lot on their mind. Um, when they see Prop 22 um, on the ballot, what's the one thing that you want them to remember when they're placing their vote? Well, you want to remember that it's the drivers that want this to happen, the one that, that need and desire Prop 22. We have nearly 90,000 California drivers who are actively working to pass this proposition. And the list of drivers is growing every day by a four to one margin. Um, independent surveys show app-based drivers overwhelmingly prefer to work as independent contractors and not employees. And that's because Prop 22 will protect the right of app-based drivers to work as independent contractors with control over when, where, and how they work, and the ability to work with multiple platforms, such as Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Instacart, and Uber Eats. So Prop 22 improves app-based work by requiring platforms to provide, and just to get deeper into the benefits, a guaranteed minimum earning of of approximately $21 per hour. Drivers always receive at least an amount equal to 120% of minimum wage plus 30 cents per mile compensation towards expenses with the potential to earn more and no limits on how much drivers can make. There's also funding for health benefits equal to 100% of the average employer payment toward a covered California plan or an estimated $367 per month to a driver on average. There's also medical and disability coverage for on-the-job injuries and illnesses and protection against discrimination and sexual harassment. Simply put, like I said before, Proposition 22 creates a new standard for a new type of work. And protecting and improving these app-based jobs that hundreds of thousands of Californians are relying on is essential. And this is why Prop 22 is a policy we're supporting. Well, thank you very much. That was very helpful, Dr. Porter. We want to thank you for your time today. Thank you, Brian.
We're now going to turn over to opposing arguments against Proposition 22, and we are fortunate to welcome Eden Alva to the podcast. Eden is an advocate for drivers and a spokesperson with Gig Workers Rising, a campaign that supports and educates gig workers to organize for better wages and working conditions. Eden is also a ride-sharing driver, so has experienced firsthand what it's like to be a gig worker. Thanks for joining Upvote California. Thank you for having me. Uh, can you start by briefly explaining Proposition 22 and why you think it's important for Californians to vote no? Sure. Proposition 22 is a written and financed by billions of dollars corporations ballot measure for the sole purpose of continuing to enrich themselves at the expense of their workers and the taxpayers. These companies have been exploiting their workers for years while skirting labor laws. They've been paying us, us much less than minimum wage and uh, depriving workers of basic worker protections while pushing all the expenses and all the risks onto the workers. Uh, it's a predatory business practice that relies on desperation of people in poverty, robs them from the value of their labor, and deprives them even, and they drive them in, even deeper into poverty. Um, all that Measure 22 does is to enable those companies to officially excuse themselves from labor laws so that they can continue and apply the, these uh, predatory practices to their business model. At first read, the measure looks appealing since it discusses guaranteed minimum pay and some other supposed protections. But when you read the small print, you realize that almost nothing is locked down. Drivers can get paid as low as $5.64 an hour and with little protections that are all tied to engaged miles, which is when there is a passenger in the car. Uh, so they're not paid for time when they just sit there and do nothing. Um, if that's not enough, Measure 22 cancels any ordinances that local municipalities might put in place to protect workers. It removes any responsibility from corporations to the well-being of the workforce, um, especially now in the middle of a pandemic. It's kind of ridiculous. It denies existing protections from discrimination and retaliation. And worst of all, it denies workers the right to come together and negotiate collectively for their working conditions. If this measure is passed, it is practically unchangeable. It requires seven-eighths of the legislature to agree on, on a change. Pretty much undoable. So plenty of reasons to vote against it. I see. Thank you for that. Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk to you about, and you, you briefly touched on this, but the worker benefits. So I know... Um, Prop 22, the supporters are really trying to say, you know, we're adding in benefits, we're adding in minimum pay, we're adding in um, health care subsidies, um, insurance, um, things like this. Um, can you kind of um, maybe highlight the differences between the protections and pay that workers get under AB5 with, with what's being proposed under Prop 22? Absolutely. So... Under current state and federal laws, uh, there are clear minimum wage guidelines or, or uh, obligations, 150% uh, wage for overtime work, uh, which is either over eight hours or 40 hours a week. Um, under Measure 22, there is no 
uh, over time, there is a sub-minimum wage high probability. As I said, they can lower the pay as low as $5.64 an hour and still get away with it one way or another. Um, unacceptable that that would be just at the kind of consideration of the, of the company to what degree they want to reduce the pay. Uh, workers' compensation, uh, no-fault coverage according to the law. On uh, the Measure 22 side, limited health coverage for no-fault no situations. Uh, easier for ins insurers to deny coverage. Health insurance, access to federal benefits under the Affordable Care Act on the side of uh, Measure 22, very limited, again, based on engaged time and very limited amounts. Um, right to organize is being removed uh, from workers according to Measure 22. Mm. Prote um, uh, in terms of exposing passengers and, and drivers to, to enhanced risks, it basically takes away all the responsibility of these corporations for the well-being of their drivers and passengers. And especially, again, now, in times of corona, drivers are being uh, expected to take the responsibility of, of all the costs of working on disinfecting their cars, uh, getting all the equipment to do that. All of that should be uh, compensated by the employers and not pushed onto the drivers as Measure 22 does. Mm. It's just poor um, policy. Thank you for the the detailed description of the differences there. Um, I I don't think that yeah, that doesn't come off in the the quick uh, voter guide you know intro to to this uh, proposition. Um, I I had one question. I think um, I think one of the main arguments by the supporters of Prop Twenty Two are that a lot of drivers are setting their own schedule and they're kind of working at odd times and for multiple different companies simultaneously. So if AB5 stands and, and they get classified as employees, is that going to limit workers from choosing which companies they work for and, and working at uh, according to their own schedule? What are your thoughts on that? So first of all, there is nothing in any labor law that I've ever read that prevents Lyft or Uber or any other employer from having completely flexible schedule for their workers. Uh, all that the law is saying is that employer needs to pay fairly for time worked, which is minimum wage and basic labor protections. If Lyft and Uber decide to switch to non-flexible business model, it would be their choice and nothing to do with the law. What they actually say to their drivers is, so far we exploited you through denial of minimum wage or through denial of benefits. If you force us to treat you fairly on that side, we will find a whole new way to make you regret it. It's, again, a bullying tactic. Second, it doesn't matter if somebody works a minute or an hour. They deserve protections provided by, by law and at least minimum wage. Allowing companies to excuse themselves from labor laws gives simply extremely unfair advantage over companies that are trying to do good, to be good actors in the market. I'm sure that if Lyft and Uber forgo for whatever reason the flexible component of the work, other companies that are less greedy would step in to take over and, and, and apply the, the flexibility. Mm -hmm. I doubt that Lyft and Uber would truly give up 
that component. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's more of a scare tactics. Okay, um, thank you for clarifying that. Um, voters have a lot of things to think about when they go vote. There's a whole bunch of propositions and candidates. Uh, if if they see Prop 22 on the ballot, what's one thing that you want them to remember as they're as they're casting their vote? Um, the effort of employers to maximize exploitation of workers in poverty is not new. It goes all the way to the industrial revolution. The only thing that's new in Lyft and Uber's business model is that now workers are expected to buy or pay for their own machine and bring it to work with them. Labor laws are in place to prevent race to the bottom for workers that gig companies make enormous profits from on the back of their workers. Uh, if we don't stop that pr- predatory practice right now, they will spread, it will spread rapidly to other industries. Almost any work can be dissected to bits and pieces and put on an app. Just because people are working through an app shouldn't mean they should be precluded from the right to have at least minimum wage and basic labor protections as required by law. We risk massive economic dystopian future across all industries if we allow Measure 22 to pass. I urge everyone, everyone to vote no on Measure 22 because once it's passed, it's too late. There is no way to change it. Okay, thank you for that. That was very informative. Thank you so much for your time today, Eden. My pleasure. Have a great day. That wraps up our episode on Proposition 22. We want to thank Dr. Decoy Porter and Eden Alva for sharing their opinions on this matter. We're still early in our Proposition series, so if you'd like to send us a comment or suggestion or volunteer to help, uh, send us an email at podcast at upvotecalifornia.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. See you at the polls.